0: a small business. Our purpose is to have fun talking about small business stuff. And along the way, we're going to give you, you owners of small businesses, knowledge and tools to succeed with your small business, whether you're just starting or you're established. My name's Jack Mancini, and I'm here with my longtime business partner, Adam Sunholder. Hello, Adam.
1: <laughs> Hello, Jack. Long time, yes. 15 years is a long time, but it seems like a short a time, time, right? Yeah, it does. So we, we spend time talking about it here on our show on Dirty Secrets of Small Business about small companies, and we define f- small as anywhere from 1 to 25 employees. Those are the typical kind of firms that we deal with, and the vast majority of the companies that exist here in the United States are those kind of companies. So chances are you either work for one, own one, or have worked for one, or will be patronizing one here in the next several days, and they're all over the place. And they need a lot of help, and they have a lot of stories, and uh, uh, we're here to help share some of those stories, some of the solutions, and help them get unstuck because most of them are stuck unstuck, somewhere. That's yeah, that's right. So right. getting unstuck is a very, very key, and we like to talk about getting them unstuck from a state of how, h-o-w, the how questions that are out there. And so, as always, you are very welcome and encouraged to call in and join the show, and you can do that by reaching us here in the studio. We're here live every Monday from noon to 1 p.m. Eastern, and we can get us here at 440. 946-9468 440-946 WINT You can also shoot us an email at radio at com. A couple ways to get some things on here. If you have how questions yourself that you'd like to uh, discuss and get some insights from us on and some stories that you've got uh, or if you want to react to some of the stuff that we're going to talk about and say that can't, be, that can't be true. That kind of thing doesn't happen. Well, sure, it does. It, does. <laughs> it happens Absolutely a lot.
0: Absolutely it does. Well, I have a how question, Adam. Fire away. And I, I, I don't think I'm stuck, but I, I have a how question. The two can go together like that, can't they? To not be
1: stuck and have a how question? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: Maybe. All you so know.
0: Do, how do I use numbers to evaluate my business? How do I do that? That's a how question. That's a very legitimate how question. And I'm going to ask the first question about that. What numbers? When Wait I say numbers, you got, you what am I talking one, about? you got more than one question well, I, got like, like, I got a lot of like questions. You're like Ronnie Dangerfield's
1: uh, English professor, wherever he was, and back to school. i got one question with 27 subparts that's, here. Wait that's a minute. So exactly
0: that's what we got here today. All right. So when you talk about running a business with numbers or by the numbers, what does that mean? What numbers are we talking about, Adam? 1, 2, 3 f- through 100? Uh, how do we look at the numbers? <laughs> what numbers? Where do they come from?
1: Yeah, well, very simply, it would be a profit and loss and a balance sheet. Those would be where you start. Profit but it's also and loss this time of year. Yeah, this time of year, I think we're sitting here on April 10th, so uh, tax time. People are thinking about taxes right now, so they're probably talking to CPAs. So a lot of these conversations are probably happening right now in terms of hey, I, I'm seeing that I owe the government some money, Jack, but I'm looking at my bank account and that. That profit thing you're showing me here on my on my tax return, well, how come it's not in the bank anymore? You know, how am I gonna how am I gonna pay this tax bill, Jack? If, uh, if I don't have the cash, how do I have profit if there's no cash in the business? So there could be lots of numbers people are talking well, about. I was I, guess. I
0: was talking to somebody over the weekend who was a small business owner, and I asked them about running their company by the numbers, and they were dutifully head nodding and saying, "Yeah, they do." And I said, "Well." What kind of numbers? That's why I'm asking you, because you have all the knowledge. You're you're Mr. Knowledge here, um, and they couldn't really tell me. So I started asking questions and clarified a balance sheet. Do you know what a balance sheet is? There was a pause, and then a yes. I said, "Come on!" I said, "You don't know what a balance sheet is. <laughs> you might have seen one, <laughs> but you have no idea what's on there. Tell me what's on there." And they really couldn't. Then you got that embarrassed look again. And a profit and loss statement. Well, yeah, you you take your sales and subtract your expenses, and you get profit. I said, do you use that? I said, what's on there? I said, it's probably the most powerful tool that you could use to run your business. And it went like that in typical fashion, which we have experienced so often, that people, people being small business owners, do not understand their financial statements.
1: Yeah, but to come to numbers, some of the most common numbers we hear about will be Sales or some version of sales, right? I've got invoices or sales, something like that, of, of stuff going out. People usually will be able to talk about accounts receivable, about cash, accounts payable, maybe payroll. Again, it's usually it isn't all brought together either in a.
0: That's e- the key. Yeah, it's it not isn't brought together brought together. In, right,
1: in, in, whether it be in profit and loss or in a or in a balance sheet or cash forecast, but it's it's snippets of it, little bits and pieces and.
0: You well, know, this person told me one of your favorite things too. <laughs> I got a lot of favorite things. <laughs> well, this one <laughs> is is the most favorite, and and that said, well, I know if I have cash in my checkbook, that things aren't so too bad. That's right. what they exactly said.
1: Yes, maybe he he's making money. That's what he said, right? <laughs> yeah, because I have money. I have money in the bank.
0: No, th- he was still trying to. He was still trying to explain himself out of knowing a profit and loss where he didn't know it.
1: Well, we had a we had a very interesting discussion with the with a. The, uh, a new potential client here, and uh, we were talking talking with her about what her sales were. well, oh, I should probably know what that is. Well, hold on, let me go into my QuickBooks account. And she dutifully went in and logged in. And we, well, which report should I look at? So we could tell she's n- not operating company this way. And she, she wasn't pretending to either. Uh, unlike your friend that you met over the over the weekend here, Jack. She was very upfront. Hey, I, I don't really use this stuff. So we went on there, and she was able to find what her sales were. And because they were doing all the invoicing out of QuickBooks, it was in there. We said, well, how about so that's the top line? That's one of the phrases people use for sales. Is top line? We said, well, how about your profit or net income or the the bottom line? You know, you go all the, way to the bottom of that report, right? And wouldn't you know it? That I think her expenses were about was it one percent or two percent? So anyway, her, her net her net income net profit was ninety eight percent of her sales, right? So well, wait that, a a that, what does that, that mean? Is g- that is that good?
0: <laughs> huh. She had no well, expenses. Had no expenses.
1: So that's pretty. That's pretty good, right? But what what we discovered was that um, through a few c- quick questions, was she was r- just writing checks for most things. I mean, physically writing checks, not going through any system, but you know, you know she had her checkbook, had the ledger kind of going. So she'd write checks for payroll, for bills from vendors, for supplies, or it might be. But so she's writing checks.
0: But they were so never entered. They were, they were never, never entered. entered yeah, they're, they're
1: never entered into the QuickBooks because well, QuickBooks is just there to, to do the invoicing, and then so they'd give that plus her ledger. Plus some receipts. We used to be boxes of receipts that, that that she discussed, which is not not unusual either, to the CPA. So as much as we, you well, know, say we knock CPAs, we'll, you know, we'll beat them up a little bit. You know, we have some empathy for them as far as what they they see or encounter in terms of what people give them. <laughs> so you know, boxes of boxes of receipts are are still fairly common in Very today's much world, so. That's right. which most people are surprised by, Jack. So there's a lot of kind of numbers floating around. So as we're talking here just for these, fir- these first few minutes of the show here, Jack, I think people's eyes are probably starting to roll because numbers that. are all over the place. You know, as you're talking numbers, I'm thinking about, uh, what was that Russell Crowe movie with Beautiful Mind, right? And he had all kinds of numbers going through his, And you know, those are very sophisticated formulas.
0: It doesn't have to be that way. So how do they work? How do these financial, if it's such a beautiful thing, if it's such a wonderful thing, how do they work, Adam? See all those how, well, co- those sub <coughs> how questions under I know. the We're big number questions. We,
1: we, we, we number three or four right now. I know. Yeah, at least twenty-seven of them. Well, the,
0: a word about <laughs> how questions is, <laughs> that, is that they're they're never ending and they can be slotted and categorized all over the place because they're never ending. You can keep talking about how questions. It's well, okay.
1: If I give you another how question, what if I give you a why question, which is why are these important? Why you know why should I be looking at these numbers? I think it's part of where we spend time with our with our clients because it's. Some know that they should be looking at them, but most of them think, uh, you know, why do I, why do I need more than my handful of things? You know, versus checking, logging in every morning, looking at my bank balance. If I'm, if I'm checking my receivables and, and, and no are collecting there. If i if I know who's, who's coming at us for bills. If I'm paying my debts off, again, you know, why do I need to look at this? This full P&L or balance sheet or cash forecast. That's yeah, well, right. Why not to a good, do that? Right? That's a
0: good why question.
1: So I think people will probably ask that. We should maybe address that first versus how, because they don't care about how until they understand the why.
0: Well, it gives you a historical snapshot for starters. Okay, that's that's what a financial statement, being a balance sheet or a profit and loss, that's what they'll give you. So you can you can have a history of the activity, all the activity that goes on to your company. Basically, can be summarized in a few pages of numbers. That's that's one broad use, and the other broad use is basically once you get this down, down in the, in the format, you can project your company, which oh. is vital planning. Okay, so putting still values on those plans.
1: Still not quite Why well. you're, you're getting closer to the why? I, I think.
0: know, I know.
1: Keep, you you're keep
0: uh, you're gonna swing in and no, give me the answer. Oh. I give you the answer. Oh. Yeah. I thought you were gonna do that. I will. Oh. It's like
1: a it's like a nice. <laughs> It's like nice warm fuzzy blanket on a cold winter's night, Jack. It gives warm you tremendous gives you tremendous comfort.
0: Well, it gives you comfort, comfort if, you, if the numbers look good.
1: Well, no, I'm trying to understand why would somebody why should somebody care about this? That's right. Because advocate. most that's most owners way, that's you meet. That's
0: two why questions. Huh?
1: No, so why should two they care? More all the numbers, no, no. And three how I'm repeating the same why <laughs> question. If I repeat it, if I repeat, that's it, not two. That's just the same one repeated twice. So why should they care? That's a, that's a, that's the important thing. Sounds most owners to, sounds new to me, but mo- that's okay. <laughs> most owners. I'll have to go back to the tape later. Most owners are in a state of discomfort, um, panic at at times. They aren't sure. They aren't sure what's coming in. They aren't sure that they're going to have enough money for whether it be. For payroll for the for that new great client coming up, or where it might be they don't know, and they're often frozen from making decisions to be able to move forward they'll often we're often amazed Jack, that people can make these choices and run the companies without having this stuff That's they right. do, and they're functioning by it, you know and so. There are ways to function throughout life, too, that maybe aren't the best way to go, but as an owner, to help get you some very, very good comfort. So let's talk about that when we come back from our break here, Jack, in terms of how do you gain comfort. That's, I think most owners would like to have a little, a little more comfort as part of their business. So stay tuned. We'll be
0: back to talk more about the numbers and why they're important and how to, how to, get, to make some sense of them. I'm Adam Sonhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini. We're business coaches, and our company is Maximum Value Partners, and we help people. People being small business owners get unstuck from a state of how.
1: Stay tuned for more Dirty Secrets of Small Business on Integrity Radio, WINT 1330 AM, the new 101.5 FM, and online at WINTradio.com.
0: Welcome back to Dirty Secrets of Small Business. I'm Adam Sonhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini with Maximum Value Partners, MVP. We're business coaches. And we help owners of small companies get unstuck from a state of how. You have numerous, actually an infinite number of how questions that can run through your mind. Not all on one day, of course, but tens and twenties of how questions. And we help. We help you get unstuck from those because we've experienced them so many times in so many different ways.
1: You're always welcome to be part of the show here at Dirty Secrets of Small Business. Uh, we can be reached live in the studio every Monday from noon to 1 p.m. Eastern. Uh number to get us here in the studio is 440-946-9468, 440-946-WINT. Uh, before the break, we were digging into a how question, and I was talking about Jack being like the professor from back to school. We, of course, we searched that during the, uh, the break here, and his name is
0: Philip. Philip. Oh, Philip. That's with Rodney Dangerfield, one of the best all-time movies ever. So required, required viewing for small, small business owners. So the reason this
1: came up in our first segment was, uh, much like in, the, in one of the final scenes of that movie where there was a, uh, an oral final exam for Rodney Dangerfield's character, and this professor had it, was out to get him. He said, I only have one question for you. There was a big relief, like one oh, question. Right. Man. Yeah. Then there was like 27 subparts to it, right? So, so Jack started <laughs> with one how question that quickly went into a bunch of other how questions, which I then sidetracked them into some why questions. But, uh,
0: so we got a running tally here now, two <laughs> how questions and three why questions. Oh, no, wait, you're back right. I think it's three or four how questions and no, one no, why question. No, but, th- those no, those were hijacked into uh, calling why questions.
1: So we're trying to, we're trying to go through here today is, is how do you make sense or how do you run the company by the numbers, and we were talking about why it's important. Before we went to break, we talked about the kind of comfort that you can get from understanding and running the company by the numbers, and Jack was talking about some of the things you can do with it, which is like forecast, how does that help? Well, most people are not looking at something to forecast the business out. So if you're in a cash pinch or you have some opportunities to make investments, how do you decide to be able to do that? And so if you aren't running it by the numbers, as we talk about, and you don't have something you can look at, whether it be a cash forecast or P&L, something to say, okay, here's what I have today. Here's what's coming up, whether it be in the next month, the next six months, whatever it might be. But you kind of see it, because for most companies, there's so many things going on. To to kid yourself to thinking you're going to keep it all in your head, versus at least getting it out on paper, getting it into a you know into an Excel spreadsheet, into something where you can get out of your head to have it here to be able to look at know and know analyze if small it. Small
0: business owners kid themselves as much as they don't know what they don't know. How many times have we said that? So they can get not a smugness as much as a false sense of security. Like, really, there's nothing else, because I don't know. That's what I can say. There's nothing else. I know how to run my company. I've been doing it for a couple of years now or 10 years, however long it might be. They don't know what they don't know. And the world of running a company by the numbers is, in our world, basically, we've had some big business experience and we've gleaned from the big profit mongers uh how to make money and we basically are trying to teach that to small business owners and it's it's absolutely required from our perspective to have a projection of profit how are you going to make profit how in the world can you run your company unless you have a plan and if you do use the financial statements the way they're designed to be used you have that information and if you spend some time, and usually it's on a calendar year basis, near the months of October or November, and put a plan together, what better what better outcome a year from then would you want to see other than meeting your plan? And then how do you run your company against that plan? Well, you need numbers that to be generated periodically to be able to do that. It's It's just fundamental to success. It really is, and you can predict success, and we're we're talking about uh, success being growing sustainable profits. You can do that if you have a plan, and that plan has to be expressed in numbers. Not only numbers, but all the assumptions behind putting those numbers down. That's where it gets good, and it's fun, because it works.
1: So that's sounding, sounding, I'm trying to put put myself in the seats of our listeners here, Jack, and that sounds terribly complex and terribly daunting, because I look at those financials you're talking about, and, you know, hey, my, you know, my CPA comes in a couple times a year, Jack, and, you know, she goes through them with me, and when she's explaining it to me, you know, it makes some sense, because, again, it's not it's not rocket science. I'm not going you know, back to my beautiful mind reference. It's not this crazy stuff that only a few people in the world understand. It's, you know, it's, it, it kind of makes sense, but she leaves, and then I look at the stuff, or I, I don't think about it again, or if I do look at it, I, I don't quite know what I'm looking at. It's a bunch of, it's, again, it's a bunch of numbers on a piece of paper, so, you mentioned something that which I thought was helpful in terms of forecasting. And how do I start forecasting? So the idea would be to get to a year.
0: But how wait, we wait, let me interrupt you here. Go ahead. Okay, daunting. The word daunting, it's daunting to them because they don't really understand them and how to use them. So the sheer fact of having to do that quickly comes and goes in their mind. That's, what's, that's what you're saying is daunting. Because they don't know how to do it, and we know from our experience, it literally takes redundancy, repetition, many times years before all of a sudden the light goes on. Uh, you have a degree in finance. How long did it take you to understand how to use that stuff? So I know it took years. me yeah. a long time, but you're smarter than I am, so... It took you less time. That's probably what it is, Jack. I, maybe, maybe we'll have to examine <laughs> that. That's another how question. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so the question is, how do you start
1: doing it, right? So you know, we, we, the bigger question is, how do you run, run by the numbers? The question is, how do you start to forecast? I think that's what I want to dig into a little. But I, I think it like gives people a chance. How to start to do it? And forecasting out of P and L, you know, start with this month, or even with the cash flow. Cash flow is you know a big deal. Okay, can they can they can they even get? What's your cash balance today? Something as simple as that, Jack, right? Well, it's
0: not. Well, where do you go to get that? No, I'll go on my computer and look up my account online. Well, that doesn't necessarily reflect your cash balance today. Well, it says I got this much money sitting in the bank.
1: Well, it assumes you haven't written any other checks or have other things kind of accounted for that are out there floating that haven't cleared yet, right?
0: Oh, yeah. Okay. Forgot about that.
1: So maybe so I, I, go I got
0: a couple big checks off, the de- but I got a couple big deposits okay. coming in too.
1: So let's start with let's start with our yeah, well let's start with our cash balance today. Something as simple as that to make sure I, I can get that to get that locked down. Start to forecast out. Your point. Do I have money coming in today? This week. Can I get a cash forecast for the week down? Yeah, I, think I starting had, simple I like asked that.
0: Susie and she tells me everything's okay. So that's good enough for me. Well, how does Susie know? <laughs> who's, who's Susie? Wait a su- minute. Susie's <laughs> Susie Who's my Susie? bookkeeper. In this? bookkeeper. they okay. use the word bookkeeper all the time.
1: All right, your bookkeeper or, or your office manager or, somebody, somebody, who handling all or that stuff. somebody who
0: can put their nose in that all day long and not right. be uh, bored to tears. Right. she's always been right. I'm all bored to tears when I, do that, at all. I right. to do that. She's always been right. She's <laughs> always been right. She's never
1: <laughs> been wrong. Right.
0: I'm 50 <laughs> years old and I've never done it before. So why in the world am I going to start okay. now? Right.
1: So we're getting comfort from Susie, and Susie's always right. and Never been wrong. Okay. All right. We'll look at Susie. As or, far as I know, all right, or maybe she has been wrong once in a while. But you're, you're trying to get her sense of what's kind of going on, because you have some ideas you haven't told Susie about. <laughs> some opportunities. You had a lunch today that there's a great opportunity to invest over here, and I'm I looking I want to hire her.
0: this guy, and I have no. You're right, Adam, and I have no idea how I should pay him. He's asking for so much money, but how do I know if or I can? I,
1: yeah, can I afford him? Yeah, All right.
0: How can I afford to give this guy well, sixty thousand dollars a year? Right. I can't
1: do that we hear that question a lot people how do i know i can afford to bring this person on board that person on board heck if we're talking to the prospects why well, do i know i can afford to hire you guys those are all very good questions Love well if they right. have no plan i said i have no idea because they're thinking about today and all they think about it is it's like going back to our buddies we were talking to we we, we have some new clients that just started with here in, in the last month or so and it's fun to watch whenever we have partners because they often have different have a different view on things and uh the one was focusing only on expenses as opposed to the revenue. So uh, we'll delve in that here when we come back from the break, Jack. We got we have a little break coming up here, but stay tuned. We got we have a good story in terms of how do you kind of look at the numbers in a certain way to help get comfort from those. So stay tuned. I'm Adam Sunhalter
0: and I'm Jack Mancini with Maximum Value Partners. We're business coaches and we can help you. We're talking about how and why questions. We can help you get unstuck from your how questions, especially. We do it all the time. <laughs> Welcome back to Dirty Secrets of Small Business. I'm Adam Sonhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini with Maximum Value Partners. We're business coaches. And if you've been listening to us at all over the last year, we basically help owners of small businesses to get unstuck from a state of how. And you know it.
1: That's right. And uh, come up on our year anniversary, we're going to make a little change in the show. Actually, we're going to be moving from Mondays at noon. Our new show time here for Dirty Secrets of Small Business is going to be Uh, starting Wednesday evenings from 7.30 to 8.30 p.m., starting on Wednesday, May 3rd. So we'll be on from noon to 1 p.m. here for the rest of April and Mondays, but then starting in May, we're going to move to 7.30 to 8.30 p.m., starting on Wednesday, May 3rd. So make sure you tune in for that um, to help get some more small business advice to help get you unstuck in those states of how. That's our new prime time slot, That's Wednesdays, right. 7.30 That's right. in the evening. Mark right? your
0: calendars, folks. You right. know, we want you to be with us, absolutely.
1: So we're creating a little business, couple of hours there. It'll be right after the Tech Talk 2020. It'll be on before us, and we'll be on there at 7.30 starting on, on May May 3rd. So we'll give you some reminders out there as we go over the next uh, few weeks as well. So in case you do tune in and miss us, you'll know where to go go look for us as well. So we've been chatting about hot questions today in terms of the, the big ones, been how do you – kind of run the company by the numbers, and we are talking a little bit about forecasting things out, how people can often look at things differently.
0: in uh, explaining kind of getting down, we find that you have to get down to such elementary, and that's not an insult, that's a reality, you know, elementary basis to understand what the numbers mean. People are just uh, inherently afraid to, to basically dig into those unless they have a little bit of experience and a little bit of wisdom. We, we have found that to be the case, and, and that's okay, and <clears throat> it, they're complicated, and we understand that. If you've never had any formal training with numbers, you aren't going to intuitively use them in the way they're designed. So, But if you do and if you master them, you're going to find success in ways that you never thought possible just by understanding friggin' numbers numbers. <laughs> That's right. So we, we
1: talked about why this is important, and we we, we referenced the, the, a nice, warm, fuzzy blanket on a cold winter's night and giving you some comfort, which numbers can do. And usually we find that this lack of using of them or knowledge of it doesn't necessarily stop people from doing stuff. They'll, they'll still do it. And we had a very recent example with a pretty new client of ours where they're looking to make what well, we're referring to it as a non-acquisition acquisition, and I'm sure some of you out here listening have, have been through this before. So, yeah, what Wait that might a yeah, let me, let me describe, what that looks like. Acquisition. Okay. So, okay. so in this case, it looked like they were they were talking to a competitor for a little while, and this competitor was smaller, had it a, had a, a couple people, maybe one. I think one was full time, and one was part time, and a couple other part time folks. So, this person, this competitor, there has been running the company for maybe five, six, eight years, and he was at the point, like many owners get, where he was very good at the product or service. But what was driving him nuts was he was going during the course of the day, you know, normal business hours and doing the product or service part of it, but then he'd find himself in the evenings and at nights going through proposals to get out for new, for new business, through billing, through numbers and a bunch of other stuff that was driving him absolutely nuts, where he was working, you know, 16-, 18-hour days, seven days a week, and he's, he was uh, he was fed up with it. Getting
0: okay. uh, very close to the break point.
1: Right. So what they did is they made an offer to this guy. We are talking about making an offer to this guy to, for employment. You know, bring him in at a salary. He had, he, this the, the, this competitor had, had a number in mind. Hey, if I'm making salary of X, I'm in good shape, right? So they made an offer for him for a salary of X to bring on one of his other people as well. And for that, he would then turn his phone number mm-hmm. over to them and shift the business. To, to them. So they're describing it to us, we said, okay, it sounds like a like you're acquiring the company. Well no, this guy wants to keep his company open still. Just in case, Jack. Just in case something something doesn't quite work out, right? But basically he's agreeing to sign up and work for these folks. Every time the phone comes in now it's gonna be the, the new company. Not his his company. It's it's the company that he's going to work for. And the customers will all be, become customers of this new new Company that, that he's so going to join. We have a
0: non-acquisition acquisition. I, I don't know how, I
1: don't know how else to describe it, right? <laughs> so and they they, they <laughs> kind of giggle. They over everything mostly, but right. not totally. So you know, but they aren't taking on any of the any of the debts or any of the other obligations like that. Again, it's it's like an asset purchase, and so you know, our clients knew what we were talking about. When, when, when we use that phrase, they kind of giggle because they knew what we were talking about, right? Because so it sounds, you know, it's like mostly Like if it sounds like, <laughs> it sounds like it, it, smells like it, tastes like it's it kind of, to be, but right. it's not. In this case, it's not, <laughs> not yet. So, okay. So, as we're talking about this, and between our our our, our biweekly discussion, they came back and they made an offer to this guy, and he agreed to come on board as as did one of his people. And all you know, we had two owners here. We had two partners that we were talking to, and the, and the one partner, he kept he he say with a smile. He kept saying, "Well, hey, I'm looking at we've added an, you know an additional ten thousand a month in expenses. That's that's what he's thinking about, right? Okay. Well, we know that with that ten thousand expenses a month comes another. 20,000 or so in in revenue or or more. Okay, so there's it's not like you're just bringing people on board with you know, know, also I'm draining the banks here. It's like, well, they're they're bringing stuff with them. You know, in fact, this guy had things scheduled out that he's bringing over and they're going to see how often the phone rings, right? But he couldn't get past the, hey, you know, he's thinking about, hey, I I have additional expenses today. This comes back to
0: our question. How do we know that you can bring somebody on? I didn't know it was time to hire somebody. Unless, unless those revenues and expenses are forecasted. And forecasted, when we say that, we visualize a spreadsheet, some, some paper that lists these, and usually, ideally, by month going out for 12 months or so. And this gives you a look at the whole company the whole year. So you can plug in opportunities like this know, of course, these kind of things are going to have value, both, you know, plus and minus to your company. But if you have a good plan, and it's on paper, and it's got enough detail, you can say to yourself, okay, well, if I make this acquisition, -acquisition, non-acquisition, it's going to (laughs) cost me here, and I can see in July, I'm going to spend this, but hey, uh, April, May, June, and uh, I'm going to be getting revenue and beyond that, too. So... Hey, this makes so great sense. Plus, i got somebody to complain to, another partner.
1: So, so, so here's how we started this, right? So you know, Jack's point, Jack's laying out where things would eventually, hopefully, go. We had that picture, that, 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 that those dozen columns in a spreadsheet and everything adding up looking good. We started real simply. We said, okay, wait a minute, guys. What, what were your sales last year? Okay, hey, sales are X. Okay, what was your profit on that? Sa- you know, profit was Y. Okay. And what were some of your biggest expenses in between? So in this kind of business, for them, they had material and labor. Which I'm guessing for many of you listening, those are probably two big expenses, so from their standpoint, I think it was was it seventy percent Jack, something like yeah, that? Yeah, pretty good Okay, pretty just, pretty just big those two like were that. seventy percent. Okay. So, so look, okay, what are we gonna forecast our sales to be this year? Hey, if, if sales were X, you know, last year, this year it's gonna be what? Is it one you know, is it is it one and a half times X because you're gonna grow and, and you're adding things on, plus you're now bolting on this non acquisition acquisition. Okay, it's to becoming part of the okay, so we sort of look at look, look, look at that. Okay. Well, if we have a similar net profit margin we had last year, okay, that means our profit could be this. Okay, big picture. Okay, that's would that be an okay year for you guys? They both, yeah, yeah of course that that'd be a great year. Okay, well let's now put in our if we have our expenses in this. And what was funny was we when we put the labor number in, I think it was like 39 or 40 percent of their of their costs last year. So we put that on there just to use the numbers on you know. And they said, well, it seems a little bit high. When we said, hey, that, that that dollar figure seems high, it's probably gonna be lower. I said, okay.
0: Wait a minute. Yeah, so, it's yeah. A, it,
1: it, so <clears throat> just starting from a big-picture standpoint, so we spent half an hour going through some, on a whiteboard. We didn't get into spreadsheets, guys. We started with a whiteboard or flip charts to kind of get it out. Let's get out and start talking about it. We, we then h- ask them to go now add some detail to this, but literally start there, a big picture, with the big, biggest, biggest numbers, sales and some of the biggest expenses and the profit. Here's where we'd like to kind of go with this thing. Now, we, we know... We,
0: we, have, we have this opportunity as coaches... And, and if we're talking to a client that's been around for five years or more, uh, and they don't have uh, the numbers in, in, in order where they're running a company by the numbers, and we say, okay, well, let's start with forecasting your sales. And they'll say, how in the world can I forecast my sales? I don't know what's coming down the line here. How can I do that? Well, look, let's quit arguing here. We'll forecast your sales, and, and I'll bet you $100 bucks we will be 80% correct because we can look at your your past history and we can eighty percent correct you've been around we can get a good sense of your company we can project your sales to eighty percent so we know what the heck you're gonna be doing and you do too you just never really challenge yourself and put it out and it's amazing how often that works because it's true (laughs) and it's it's very projectable a small business revenue for a company that's been around for a while is very doable to tolerances where you can, you know, put something together to manage your company. Yeah, it
1: becomes doable because often the the hardest thing to forecast is that top line or the sales. And if you've had customers over time, which a startup doesn't have, a startup's guessing at what they think sales are going to be. Startups are so tough, so tough. And usually the expense side, you can pro- you can project pretty well. You know what you have from an employee standpoint, payroll from you know utilities, rent, you know insurance. Yeah, you've been spending, you've it, you've been been spending it for yeah. five years or but whatever. That, that you sales know. piece. Uh, the reason Jack's saying 80. Usually he's a little more aggressive than 80, but he's being conservative, saying 80%. So if if 80% is the number, well, okay. I may not know that it's customer A versus customer B, but we know that you're going to have sales sales of a certain amount coming in just because you've you've been doing it for a while, without huge changes going on in your industry that are gonna that are gonna impact that. So be able to see that, and, and take comfort in knowing, okay, yeah, gee, this year would be a good year to be able to add this or add that, or hey, we got to reduce costs down because we're gonna you know we're gonna lose profit for this, where we where we can make an investment. What it might be, you can start to kind of see and talk through. And it takes a lot of the emotions. Again, most people don't want to. Uh, they, they, they'd rather be in the in spot where, well, hey, I, spend, I don't have to spend any more money. I'll still make more money. Well, who wouldn't want to do that, right? But the chance of not having to spend money to make some money is very, 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 very small.
0: I'll come back to the word daunting. Once you get into it yeah. with a little bit of guidance, mm-hmm. it really isn't daunting. It's very doable and surprisingly very accurate. It's not a game of perfect. No. It's a game of laying out where, where you're going with your company, and, my God, you got all the detail available to do it.
1: Well, it shouldn't be daunting now. It was daunting 20 minutes ago when we first started getting into some of these details, Jack. I think right now it's where we're trying to break it down. Here's how you kind of get started. It's all and those how
0: oh and why questions that were. Yeah. yeah. We, we haven't we we asked have one for a while Because
1: oh, we're using the same one. <laughs> we're digging into it now <laughs> in terms of what the detail looks like. And getting those first steps down help to take something that seems like a mountain, seems very daunting, and it makes it very, very doable. And so, if you know, if if you can't or you don't know what your sales were last year, or your profits were last year, you should figure those things out. So just those two numbers. That's it. That's and it's all okay. You need. Now, what do I wa- what, what do I think sales will be this year?
0: Start start that process, a, and and you will surprise yourself how well you can do this. You got to keep track of the numbers, and you have to put the time involved in it, and it's it's very doable. And we strongly suggest that every small business owner be doing this. It gives you tremendous comfort.
1: So we'll, we'll wrap this up when we come back here after, our, after our, our last break here to talk a little bit more about it. So um, we'll be back here in a few seconds. We'll, we'll remind you and have, a, have an announcement about our, our, our new time and our new date for our show. But uh, stay tuned. We'll be
0: back shortly. I'm Adam Sunhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini with Maximum Value Partners. We're business coaches, and we can help you You, small business owner, get unstuck from a state of how.
1: Stay tuned for more Dirty Secrets of Small Business on Integrity Radio, WINT 1330 AM, the new 101.5 FM, and online at WINTradio.com. Welcome back to Dirty Secrets of Small Business. I'm Adam Sonhalter.
0: And I'm Jack Mancini with Maximum Value Partners, MVP, Most Valuable Player. And don't forget it. That's what's involved with us when you work with us, helping you answer all those how questions that you get. Uh, you get stuck in, and we help you get unstuck from those how questions. And That's we're messing with a couple of how questions. And we've e- even interjected some why questions today.
1: Spice it up a little bit, Jack, you know? <laughs> a little salt <laughs> and pepper to go with that. Maybe a little paprika. Wait, not really spice, it's more of a decoration. How about yeah. a little curry. You know, get some more. Little Jasmine, who's, oh, something spicy. Steve it up. Curry from uh, no, 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 not no, that no, one, not that Curry. Okay. All right, yeah. So you're always welcome to be part of our show. Uh, we're here through the rest of the month, uh, Mondays from noon to one, and uh, you can get us here in the studio at 440-946-9468. But starting in May, uh, we'll be moving from Mondays to Wednesdays, and we'll also be hitting prime time, where we'll we go into the evening. So starting with Wednesday, May third, we're going to be on the air from seven thirty to eight thirty p.m. Um, so tune in then you can get us, you can get us there uh, what that means for your podcast listeners typically our podcast comes live on Tuesday or Wednesday after our Monday show this will probably now be coming live on Thursday or Friday so you'll have a couple more days to wait for that but don't worry it'll only be that one time where it'll, it'll expand out for you you don't have to wait too much longer for them but uh, uh, again starting on, on, on uh, May 3rd starting in May we'll be moving to prime time from 7.30 to 8.30pm um, same station you can get us the at same, the same place we'd love to have you be part of the show as well
0: Going to be a lot of business stuff, you know. Preceding us, going to be tech talk. Uh, Should be some interesting tidbits for you, small business owners, and uh, we'll be following them with our how questions and anything else that seems right and correct and appropriate to be talking about for that evening. That's right.
1: So stay tuned for those those changes. But again, the rest of April, you'll have us here on Mondays from noon to one. So our question on the numbers today, and again, we're trying to break it down. We, We we know that numbers can be daunting, boring, tired, dusty, lots of good things, but they can be very, very powerful, very helpful. And we coach all of our clients on how to understand why they're important, but also how to make it very doable. We aren't trying to turn our—we we don't turn our clients into accountants, We don't turn them into financial analysts, but we no, help no, them understand. From it.
0: Right, That's right. Far help from
1: un- it. Help them understand how to take control. And what becomes fun is they become a little bit of a pain in the budinsky for their CPAs because they start asking them a bunch of questions about things, or they, for their office manager, the bookkeeper, because they start asking them questions about stuff. They're paying attention to things in ways that they haven't before because they know how to ask questions, and they're trying to get the answers to questions like, well, how do I know I can bring this new person on board? How do I know that I can do it comfortably and still be able to cover their costs? How do I know I can make an investment over here? How do I know if we can afford to upgrade our IT system? Whatever it might be, they can start to
0: get the answers through those numbers. Because it's staring right back at them. The answer becomes very easy, yes or no. If your projections, which you can project your revenues... Or your sales, the two are synonymous. If you can do that, and it's uh, you, you, you have the the leg up because projecting expenses is not nearly as hard. So once you have that in front of you, you can make decisions that are quality decisions. Where quite frankly, what what many small business owners do, they they delay making those questions because they don't know how to do it they don't know how to get comfort in making uh, an expenditure of 30 or 40,000. They don't know how to get their hands around that. So right. it becomes I'll use that word again daunting or it shouldn't <laughs> be daunting. It should be very obvious.
1: Now we've had lots of discussions over the years and we as I mentioned earlier in the show, we have lots of partners that are that are clients of ours, but even times we don't have partners, usually those clients of ours have partners themselves. They may have a spouse or a significant other. Who is very very influential in the business, and so when it comes to adding an expense to the business, often the spouse or the significant other is not involved actively in the, actively in the business, and the way they will look at that expense is that, well, hey, I could take that couple thousand bucks a month and I could refurbish our our living room, or I could get that bathroom redone, or I could, or it might be they quickly put it into something very neat very and personal, personal for them, right. right. Versus, well, look. If I, you know, the owner can say, look, if I do make this investment of a couple thousand bucks a month in this new key employee, well, that's going to enable us to either save money over here or increase revenue here, so that our profits are going to go up exponentially from that, from that investment. And say, look, that's here's why it makes sense to spend the money here. Versus just constantly. And that's why uh, you know, you're probably getting the sense today why Jack and I hate the term. Budget.
0: Oh my God!
1: It's so constraining because all you focus on is the expense side of stuff. Versus, here's how it's going to help increase we need, profit. We need a
0: movement, Adam. Too. You know, there's so many movements and so many rights engendered in people now. We should have a movement that banishes the word budget from, from all dictionaries, from all reference. To so
1: banish budget or to have a profit it. plan movement. I want a more positive well, we movement. We could do right? that's
0: more positive, but the net result is to get rid of the word budget. Yeah,
1: and talk about profits cuz profits why you're in the game as a business owner is to, is to make profit which makes money makes cash. And that's going to help make everything work well. If you're constantly squeezing and squeezing and squeezing that budget down, you're likely missing opportunities, you're not making the investments you need to make in order to help grow your business and grow your profits.
0: What well, is a budget anyway? It's it's what a word that that denotes uh, expenditures that you're allowed to to undertake in a, a, you know, in the next few months, the next year or so, isn't it? I mean, I mean I'm it's gonna it's guess
1: I'm gonna guess most husbands who've been on been put on a budget before do not have very positive views of that, or, or or wives as well, whatever it might be. Whether they've been put, usually it's like a, uh, it's like going to the principal's office, Jack. It's 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 a bad thing. Like you, you you've been you've been put on a budget cuz you can't be trusted to control your control your spending jack so i'm putting you on a budget you're putting constraints on you
0: that's why it's it's not done often not done well with small companies the eyes start to roll and and the value the value put on it is very low you know so you need somebody advocating financial projections financial forecasts use those words profit plan is what we like to use and we we train our clients to use the word profit plan. That's Why? Because that's what you're there for, to make profits.
1: And that's the way we're able to convince a newer client of ours that the idea of spending an extra $10,000 a month on a couple of key employees is a great investment to make because it's going to come back in terms of profit for them. Whereas if they were focused solely on the 10000 bucks a month, I'm going to guess most people in our listening audience, Jack, would never make that kind of investment. I
0: agree with you. Well, we've seen it time and time again. And And many small business owners, like you were just talking about, will consult their spouse. And their spouse is even farther removed from business decisions. And it will become very personalized. And that's a big expense for many, many people. So they aren't going to make it lightly. And what happens, it, it starts to get into that indecisive land where it isn't made, which is one of the worst things you can do.
1: All right. Well, we've got to wrap up here. I want to thank everybody again for joining us on today's edition of Dirty Secrets of Small Business. Again, just a reminder, we have only a few more shows left in April here in this time slot from noon to 1 Eastern. And Come beginning of May, starting on Wednesday, May 3rd, we'll be moving to Wednesdays at 7.30 p.m. We're here on WINT. And for those podcast listeners, that means that the podcast will be coming out later in the week instead of on a Tuesday or Wednesday It'll we'll probably be coming out on Thursday or Friday. Something to kind of go into your weekend with and have some good listening for you. So we appreciate you being part of the show. If you have uh, questions in between want to get a hold of us, you can reach out via email at radio at MaximumVP.com or uh, give us a call at 877-849-0670. Hey,
0: if you're looking to be successful and who isn't knowledgeable and a business owner who really knows what's happening and knows how to make profits, you should be not only listening to us but calling us and become part of the program. If in case you missed a part of this show or any other show, you can go uh, check it out in the iCar I,
1: archive section for the wintradio.com uh, site. If you, if you uh, subscribe to our podcast, you can do that on iTunes and get the, get it delivered right to your, to your mobile phone as well. So, again, thanks for being part of the show today and listening. And stay tuned next week. You'll be able, able to learn more dirty secrets of small business. Next Monday, we're still at noon. Uh, thanks for listening here on Integrity Radio. WINT 1330 AM, the new 101.5 FM, and uh, online at wintradio.com.